Welcome to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. Enjoy this new message from Pastor Brian Gibbs. It's a beautiful memorial weekend. We're so blessed. We're so blessed. How many of you have served in our armed forces? Would you stand right now? Would you stand? Would you stand? Would you stand? Let's honor them tonight. Come on, everyone. What a beautiful nation that we have. We are truly a blessed people. I'd like you to grab your Bibles, and Cody, if you'll just stay for just a moment longer, grab your Bibles tonight and go to Psalm 139, and I'm going to be ministering tonight primarily out of the Passion Translation. If you've not picked up a, a translation called the Passion, I would encourage you to do that. It is, it is probably one of my all-time favorite translations. I, my study Bible is always the uh, New King James the Spirit-Filled Life Bible. That is primarily my study Bible, but I've also added the Passion Translation, and it has become a mega favorite in the Gibbs house. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Let's do this tonight. Um, before we go to the Word, we begin to swim through the Scriptures and just let the Holy Spirit begin to navigate us and take us where He desires to take us. Let's pray for our nation. Let's specifically tonight pray for our military, our military families, those that are putting their lives on the line every single day for every family, for every child. Can we do that tonight? Father, we are so blessed to call the United States of America our home. It brings tears to my eyes every time, Father. I love my nation. I love my nation, Lord. Father, we thank you for America. Father, we're so thankful that every year we take this weekend to give honor and so honor into the lives of those that they gave the ultimate gift of their life for this nation. Thank you, Lord, for every man and for every woman that gave their lives for the true freedom and liberty that we live in this day. God, we thank you. We are so blessed and so privileged. And tonight, Lord, we lift up our military throughout the entire world and right here from coast to coast, in Jesus' name. We lift them up, Lord, tonight, and we pray even the, that the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is resting and abiding in this place, we just send it forth to every military family. Come on, would you do that tonight? We just send it forth to every military family. We send the anointing. We send refreshing. We send grace upon every family and upon every child of these families in Jesus. Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. 
Father, I pray for military families tonight that that do not know you as the very centerpiece of their home, that they will be brought into the kingdom, that they will know true liberty and freedom that is found in you, Father. Lord, I pray that this weekend is a very, very special and tender time as we gather with friends, as we gather with family from coast to coast, Lord. I pray that your presence, the kiss of your presence will be upon this nation this special weekend. And I also, Lord, I pray specifically for protection and safety. Lord, that you will thwart any plan of the crafty one. You will bring it into the light. You will expose the enemy in Jesus' name. We declare your blessing and protection over our great country and over our president and over our vice president and this administration in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. And we pray all this in your holy name, Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it's going to be interesting how this word's going to come together tonight. Thank you, Cody. You appreciate Cody. Appreciate appreciate your leadership so much. <laughs> appreciate our sound team. I don't know what was happening tonight. We had to put some more plutonium in the flux capacitor, something. When this baby gets up to 88 miles an hour, you're going to see some serious stuff. <laughs> Thank you, Cody. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll talk to that guy later in the back. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. <laughs> A lot of times when... Um, <clears throat> as I'm trying to put together what I feel like the Lord is pushing through my heart and through my spirit and really beginning to put uh, the building blocks, if you will. Um, I may remember the, the, the old Lincoln logs. <laughs> so I'm starting to put it together. Sometimes there's just a, a, a number of things that begin to collide and, and that the Lord begins to stir up in my spirit and put before me. And one of the, th- one of the things that happened to me this week um, I've always had a great love for our military, always had such a deep, deep love and honor and appreciation for our military. And um, how many of you are familiar with Wounded Warriors? You're familiar with that group that, that helps and assists and comes alongside, especially financially, to help Wounded Warriors as they've come home. One of the things that has always intrigued me is how many warriors come home, and and honestly, the numbers are actually staggering, that they come home and they're missing a limb or multiple limbs or their legs. And the stories of their atrocities in combat and the things that they have engaged in where limbs are lost are just, they're unspeakable. They're literally unspeakable. And... It has always engaged the fullness of my heart when I hear these stories. This week, I went back and I watched some strategic stories about men and women in combat who lost limbs and as they came home, was given prosthetic arms or prosthetic legs. And I watched several of the stories how they had to overcome such great adversity and trial 
and the agony of the pain of warfare and then come home and learn how to begin again with that which was cut off. I want to use this tonight because I, I think it's so significant. We don't, we don't often think of the battles that, that everyone endures and goes through, especially in our military. And the numbers of soldiers that have come home and have to engage in a newness of life, of having something, I want to talk prophetically right now, but having something restored to you, that which was cut off. I believe the Lord wants to use this message prophetically for all of us. I believe for some of us in this room, this could be a very, very significant turning point in our spiritual journey. See, the, the scripture tells us in Isaiah 53, in verse 8, it says that Jesus was cut off from the land of the living. Are you tracking with me? It says that he was bruised for our transgressions, right? He took our iniquities upon him. By his stripes we have been healed. You move forward in, into verse 8, it says he was cut off. Because he was cut off, we were brought to newness of life and grafted into him, into the Father because of him being cut off. I want to talk to you tonight about the power of restoration. I was swimming, uh, again, here we go with these components again, <laughs> trying to put this message together so that we, we really receive something that is special from the Lord. I was swimming in Genesis chapter 49. You may want to put this in your notes and just grab it later this week. But in Genesis 49, there's a story. And I want to take you into it for just a moment before, before we go to Psalm 139. I want to take you into this story because story is an epic story. It's one of the greatest stories in all the Bible. And you have this story and this unfolding, this epic unfolding of a family. And there's dysfunction in this family. There's rivalry. There's, there's all these things going on within this family between Jacob and his wife and his 12 sons. And one of his sons has a great distinction. He is a dreamer. This son's distinction, he's a dreamer. He has mega dreams. And God is speaking to him through the power of dreams, and he's articulating these as these dreams as dreamers do, and and there's there's all this waves of animosity that begin to come back upon Joseph and crash down upon him, right in the midst of his family from his own brothers. There's there's hatred, there's animosity, there's 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 fighting amongst them, and there's all of these factions going on within the body of this family. And it's an epic story, and. And Jacob doesn't help it much. He gives this boy a coat, and, and, and then there's, there's celebration of this distinction, and there's this coat of, of many colors. And we know, we know the story as it goes on, and it, we find out that Jacob's brothers, or, or Joseph's brothers, actually conspire against him, and they beat him, and they abuse him, and they tear the coat, and they spice it with, with the blood of an animal. And they sell him into slavery. I'm going somewhere with the story. They go home and they tell their dad a lie. 
they pawn him a lie. And they tell their dad that Joseph is dead. Yet Joseph has been sold where? Into slavery heading into Egypt. It's an epic story. And God carries Joseph by his wings of grace. He encompasses Joseph's life all the way through slavery, through Potiphar's wife, through prison, through all of these mega things that happen along his journey and his pathway into his destiny. And all the while, all the while, God is watching over his word to make sure that that word will be performed. God broods over, God watches over the word, and God's word sometimes comes in dream gifts. It comes in dream fashions, and God broods over, and he watches your life and the things that he's orchestrated and declared and said over your life. He watches over that, and even when things are going aside or array or on a detour, he's watching over it. He was watching over Joseph's life. And because of God's great grace upon Joseph, Joseph winds up exactly, exactly where he is supposed to be, at the very side of Pharaoh. But then the time comes when the famine hits the land. You're all tracking with me, right? The famine hits the land. And his brothers then come into Egypt looking for assistance and looking for help and looking for welfare. And there is Joseph. I have to be careful about my emotions tonight because they're stirred up. They're stirred up. Because when I got to Genesis 49 this week again, I can hardly read it without tears just pouring out of my face. When you think about this boy that was taken from his dad and from all his family. Now all these years later, fast forwarding, and now his dad has learned that Joseph indeed is not dead. Joseph is alive. And God has watched over Joseph's life. And he's watched over the words and the dreams that he gave a young boy. And now he's come into prominence. And the story tells us in Genesis 49, right in the first few verses, they've told, they've told Jacob, who is now Israel, they tell Israel that Joseph is alive. And they're going to go to Goshen to meet him. You tracking with me? The Bible tells us that God spoke to Israel and he said, Do not be afraid to go to Egypt. I will be with you. Then he tells him these words. He says, not only will I be with you, but it will be your son Joseph who will close the story on your life in the end. He will, it says he will literally be the one who will close your eyes. The Bible tells us that Joseph rode his chariot from the capital, from Pharaoh's temple, down to the land of Goshen to meet his brothers and to meet his dad and see his dad for the first time. And it says that he dismounted his chariot and grabbed hold of his father. And the Bible says that they wept on one another for a very long time. 
Now, I'm trying to set a stage tonight and a platform for the Holy Spirit to move in. Because God watches when things are cut off. He watches when things are severed. He watches when injustice happens. He doesn't lose track of the injustice. He doesn't lose track when things are cut off in our lives. We know that God, our God, is the one who will make all things work together for our good. Come on, do you believe that tonight? Come on, do you believe that tonight? We have a father. He says, I will make all things work together for your good. I will make all things work in such a way that it will benefit you in the end. He, said, he didn't say that we would be delivered from every trial or situation. I mean, Joseph could have given up long ago and mocked God and turned his back on God. But he kept an unoffendable spirit. He kept an unoffendable spirit. He kept an undefendable heart before God. He had a supernatural humility about him and a supernatural courage to hang on to the word of the Lord over his life. And this is where it hits me, the exchange between a dad and a son. I want you to try to imagine what that moment was like. It was epic, and God was watching. And I think that heaven's eyes were wet as well. I believe that God was watching. I want you to listen to these beautiful words by David. Lord, this is Psalm 139. <laughs> Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. Isn't that beautiful? You perceive every movement of my heart and soul. And you understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book. And you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey even begins. You have gone into my future to prepare the way. Oh, my God. You have gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me. My God, are you seeing this mega picture unfolding? You have gone into my future and you prepared my way. It's like God finishes a thing and then he begins a thing. Are you tracking with me? He finishes and then he begins it. He said, you went into my future and you prepared the way. And now... It's like this. He says, you will hear a voice from behind you saying this way. And the Lord begins to walk us through. He goes forth into our future. He prepares the way. Then he walks with us in loving kindness, in relationship, and he guides us in kindness. Isn't this powerful? To spare me from the harm of my past. Wow. I want to read that again. You have 
gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. This is just too wonderful and deep, and it's incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me to wonder and strength. Where could I go from your spirit? Where could I run and hide from your face? If I, if I go to heaven, you're there. If I, if I go down into the realm of the dead, you are there too. If, if I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you're there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you are waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. It is impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me for your presence is everywhere bringing light into my night. My God, this is so powerful. What an awesome God. What an awesome Father we have. There's no such thing as darkness with you. Man, I love these words. There's no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as the day. <laughs> There's no difference between the two. See, I, I want my mind to be renewed to this. You seeing this? I literally want my mind and my spirit to be renewed to how God sees and views our life and how he views the nations of the earth and what he's doing in humanity right now. I want my mind to be renewed. Boy, David had something, didn't he? What a revelation. There's no such thing as darkness with you. Verse 12, the night to you is as bright as the day. There's no difference between the, the two. You form my innermost being, shaping my delicate insides and my intricate outside and wove them all together in my mother's womb. I thank you, God, for making me so mysteriously complex. Gentlemen, it is God that made your wife mysteriously complex. Go ahead and shout amen, ladies. My God, I wish I had a voice like T.D. Jakes to say that. Mysteriously complex. <laughs> get ready, get ready, get ready. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. Everything you do is marvelously breathtaking. It simply amazes me to think about it, how thoroughly you know me, Lord. You even formed every bone of my body. When you created me in the secret place, carefully, skillfully shaping me with, from nothing to something, you saw who you created me to be before I became me. <laughs> before I'd ever seen the light of day, the, the number of my days you planned for me were already recorded in your book. I want you to write this word down tonight. This is where we get the, the word prethesis. The Lord prethesis our life. I introduced this word several months ago. 
from this very portion of Scripture. God prethesized our life. He prethesis, He pre-wrote in His book of days, mapping out our life, our destiny, our existence. Every single moment, verse 17, you are thinking of me. Wow. Can we actually let our mind be renewed to this right here? I mean, really, can we let our mind actually move away from a religious thinking that God is just busy in the cosmos out there somewhere, making worlds somewhere, and that He's really not even interested in the affairs of man or the, the affairs of mankind upon the world? Can we actually renew our mind that God is literally right in the midst of us? He cares about every single detail of our life, every single little minute detail of our life and our calling and our purpose here on planet earth. And he's still watching over his word over you to perform it. I'm going to preach you into a fit tonight if it kills me. My Lord, are you with me tonight? Are you with me? This is our God that we're talking about. I want my mind to be renewed to this. That God loves every single detail about you. He's obsessed with you. (laughs) Okay. Every single moment you're thinking of me. How precious and how wonderful to consider that you cherish me constantly in your every thought. Oh God. Your desires towards me, they're they're more than grains of sand on every shore. When I awake each morning, you're still with me. (laughs) Don't you love that? When I awake each morning, oh, oh, there you are. You're you're still here. I went to bed, and, and, and then every morning... Your mercies are brand new every single morning. I woke up another day and the the sweetness of your presence just came right in and enveloped me one more time and called me and beckoned me and called me close to you and said, you're my son. You're my daughter. Wow. Oh, God, come and slay these bloodthirsty, murderous men. For I cry out, depart from me, you wicked ones. See how they blaspheme your sacred name and lift themselves up against you, but all in vain. Lord, can't you see how I despise those who despise you? For I grieve when I see them rise up against you. I have nothing but complete hatred and disgust for them, for your enemies shall be my enemies. Isn't it great that we have David's open journal that is this transparent to read in 2018. God, here we go. God, I invite you, your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test. Sift through all of my anxious cares. I want to read that again. God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that is hidden within me. 
put me to the test. Sift through all of my anxious cares. See if there is any path of pain I'm walking on. My God. This is for somebody tonight. See if there is any path of pain I'm walking on. And lead me back to your glorious, everlasting ways. The path, here it is, that brings me back to you. The path that brings me back to you. I want to say it again. The path that brings me back to you. If Joseph was here, I think I would just put down the mic and let Joseph take the pulpit and tell us the story about how God watched over the intricacies and the delicacies of every portion of his life. I want to remind us tonight that the Lord knows every detail about who we are, and he loves us. He knows every detail about our lives, and he cherishes us and loves us. He knows what makes us anxious. He knows what makes us afraid. He empathizes. He sympathizes with our weaknesses. He's so well acquainted with our frailty. He knows us. He does not despise our frailty. He does not condemn us in weakness. I'm not talking about sin, folks. He knows our frailty. He knows how we have been put together in our mother's womb, fearfully, wonderfully, skillfully made in our mother's womb. He knows us through and through, yet he covers us as a loving dad. And he makes sure that he puts us on the path of life that brings us right back to him. I found myself swimming in Genesis 49 this week. And I found myself just weeping at the thought of seeing Jacob hold Joseph again. And Joseph being able to hold his dad again. There have been things that have been cut off from all of our lives. Thank God that some of the things that were cut off from our lives were things that were never supposed to be there. I have a story in my life where I was engaged before my lovely bride of 23 years. I am so thankful that that was cut off from my life, that the Lord did it. There are things in all of your stories, every one of you in your stories, that things that were properly cut off that never should have been, that could have harmed you, that could have continued to torment you, bring damage to your life, dangerous relationships, dangerous circumstances. But I want to talk to you tonight about the other side of the things that were cut off that God has been dreaming about restoring to you. Things that God has not forgot about that you have held on to in the secret chamber of your most holy place, your spirit. 
promises from God that you have clung to and held on to throughout your life. And God has watched you. And God has heard your prayers. And God has heard your cry. He's the faithful God. He's the faithful Father. He's a good, good Father. He's the faithful one who watches over our life, making sure to perform His Word. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 2, in verse 10, it says that we are God's workmanship. The word there literally means that we are God's masterpiece. And that's humbling to think about when we think about the, the majesty of all creation. When you think about the creation of the world, the magnificence of oceans and mountains and birds and trees and volcanoes and, and all of this. Yet God says, my most epic treasure, my most epic creation of all is he said, I would literally make this mankind. How, how would he do it? He said, I want to make them ready in my very own image. I want to sculpt them and craft them as my very own so that they bear forth my image as sons and daughters. And he said, this is my masterpiece work. He said, I have created good works in advance. We read the scripture. He says, I went into your future and I prepared your way. Come on. Come on. I went into your future. And prepare the way. I don't know where you're at. My son Josiah is getting ready to graduate high school. He needs to know that God has went into his future and prepared the way. He has to know that. Everyone in here has to be fully persuaded and encouraged and believe the word of the Lord that God went into your future and he prepared the way before you. And right now he is walking with us through time until time catches up with his decree and the declaration of what he said, it shall be, it shall be, it shall come to pass, it shall happen. It's quiet in this Lutheran church tonight. He said good works. The word good works, it's this word, it's poema. P-O-E-M-A, poema. That God wrote a poem about our lives. He wrote the storyline, poema. He wrote us. He prefaced us. He wrote us before time existed, before time ever began in eternity past. He was dreaming about Michael Donahue. Terry Critchfield, Victoria Gibbs, Kathy Godlewski. And he thought about when he would place us into time. This is magnificent. This is too big for all of me. But this is not just cerebral. This is not what we're trying to connect with tonight. Because it's more than this can contain. It has to be spirit to spirit, then our mind can be renewed to the fact that God is this God who 
formed everything, our bones, our body. He dreamt about our personalities. He dreamt about the joy that He would put within us. He dreamt about the connections and the family that we would have. He dreamt about the gifts of friendships and relationships that He would interweave into one another's life to be gifts to one another. Wow. He dreamt about all of this. And you and I just haven't just accidentally collided. Okay, you, you and I haven't accidentally just collided. We, we have actually been raised up for such a time as this, that, that God was dreaming about this all along. For such a time as this, that God has been watching over every one of these lives, mine included, and that we would intersect now. Because there was a grand dream that God has been holding close to his chest. Oh, oh, even if Satan himself had known, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. If he would have known the masterpiece of God, the dream of God. God has some cards up his sleeve you haven't seen. Ha ha. Ha ha. He knows how to stack the deck, baby. God's got some things for us that's part of this story, that's part of this epic adventure, epic grand story and adventure that's unfolding that we haven't even let our minds even go there. Eye has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has it even entered into the minds of men the things which God has prepared for them. And I believe in this hour, we're not just living for eternity. We are living for this hour for heaven to come to earth. We are living in an hour of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. An hour of the outpouring of fire. God has been preparing you and I, patiently walking with us and our patiently as a good father holding us, walking us through every season, getting us ready, refining us, putting, just retooling us, pruning us, growing us, maturing us for that which is to come. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. We're coming in to something very significant. This is to them that believe it. This is to them that believe it. We're coming into something very significant on planet Earth. Before we cross the threshold of 2018, I remember the Lord speaking to me, Isaiah 46.10, where he said, I will be exalted. Look, I will be exalted amongst the nations. I remember him speaking Psalm 46.10 to me to be still. Be still and see that I alone am God. 
watch, be still. We're coming to an epic crescendo. I want to say that again. We're, we're coming into an epic crescendo of time. We are so privileged to be alive in 2018 on planet Earth right now. We are so privileged to be alive right now because we're coming into an epic crescendo of the glory of God crashing into the nations and the body of Christ arising in power and authority. This is our time. This is your time. This is your time. You were born for such a time as this. Your life is strategically important to Father. Maybe if I gave you the mic tonight, it would sound something like Joseph's story, where you felt like you were put in prison and you, you were on this massive weaving detour. Yet God, yet God was holding on to you all the way, all the way to see you through. This is what I feel very stirred to say, and I'm trying to do a, a very good job for you tonight. Well, thank you. <laughs> there were things that have been cut off that God is going to redeem and restore to you. There were things that were cut off, and God didn't forget about it. God didn't forget about it. Whatever injustice was there, whatever robbed you, God was there. And he's a good dad. He didn't forget. This is important because God is so redemptive in nature. Everything about redemption is Jesus. I want to go back to the front of this train. Isaiah 53, 8, Jesus was cut off from the land of the living because of a purpose, a grand purpose of the gospel being unfolded so that we could be grafted and come in to a covenant with our Father. Hallelujah. I want to close with this tonight. We spoke about the word Prethesis. Now we want to say prothesis. Pro. A prosthetic arm is that which is given. Today we have the technology for our soldiers to have what is called bionic arms. Go on YouTube, watch these videos. It's absolutely fascinating. These bionic arms through, through thinking capabilities are able to engage, go to a table, pick up a grape, and put it in that individual's mouth. They're able to reach out, grab a cup of coffee, and let that person drink. These bionic arms, technology has gone that far. I grew up, I grew up with a boy. He was a dear friend of mine. His name was Woody, and he literally had a wooden leg. Woody Jester. I grew up with him. I remember Woody as a boy having to overcompensate to try to do everything that every other boy in the neighborhood did. I grew up with him. I graduated with him. Technology 
is no longer where an individual has a wooden prosthetic arm that has a hook on the end. You remember those. You remember the old wooden arms with the hooks on the end? It's horrible. Now you, now you see how technology has advanced so strong where bionic arms and bionic legs have been given to these soldiers. Now they have these legs that you've seen. They have those, those turn, the, the bottoms are like turned, and it's like a spring bounce, and they can go running with these bouncing legs. Have you ever seen that? It is utterly fascinating. But as I watch the stories this week of what these, these soldiers have to endure to engage in a newness of a leg or a newness of a limb, an arm, what they've got to do. It's amazing. This is what I want to say tonight. There isn't anything that the devil can cut off of you that God hasn't already created a perfect prosthetic for you to engage. And I don't know how to define that, what that is for you. What was cut off from you? Around here, we, we talk about that word, kardazitso, and it means to actually snap. That's a Greek word, and it means to snap something back into a rightful place or to snap a joint. We've been taking Josiah to the chiropractor for many months to align his neck and his back. Kardazitso snaps something into a proper alignment. These bionic arms, these bionic limbs bring a restoration for a new life. I want to speak over us tonight by the grace of God that what has been cut off, God will redeem. And God is redeeming, and you are in the process, you and I are in the process of a redemption. And even our generation what has been cut off in our generation is in a process of redemption. The story's not over. The story's not over for the millennials in America. What's been cut off from them, God has been working behind the scenes. And he's creating and working and working and he's watching over his word to perform it. With the enemy cut off, he's already got a plan how he's going to bring it all together. Are you with me tonight? God watches over our nation. I want to speak this tonight and declare it by faith, but declare it humbly. What God is doing in America, ladies and gentlemen, God is not through with America. God is not done with our nation. God is not done with our nation. And what has been cut off in America... What has been cut off? We have had a generation of over now 60 million souls cut off from destiny and purpose. Now we're going to see God arise. Arise. Restore. Heal. He's going to do it. He's watching over you. He's watching over me. He's watching over nations. He's watching over America. He's a good God. And he is leading us on a path that takes us right into him.
Amen. Why don't you put your Bibles aside? Why don't you stand tonight? Cody, would you come? If you grab your hymnal tonight, turn to page 144. Blessed Assurance. Verses, stanzas one and three only. <laughs> Is Cody gone? Does anybody play keys here tonight? Go ahead. Go ahead, Terry. <laughs> Terry, give me something good. Give me something in the key of Q. Why don't you take the hand of the person next to you tonight? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you for every amazing individual here in this place. Thank you for the power of your calling over their lives. Thank you for blessing them. Thank you for watching in your faithfulness, bringing us to this hour. We didn't come this far just to come this far. We didn't come this far just to come this far. Father, you will take us all the way. You will take us. Our own strength will not carry us through. It'll be not by might, not by power. Some may trust in horses, some may trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. It will be you, Father, who carries us all the way through. I thank you, Lord, for Joseph's life. I thank you that he is here in our holy scriptures. I thank you for his legacy. And I thank you that you restored to him what was most meaningful. What was most meaningful. Thank you that he got to behold his dad again and hold his dad and love his dad. Weep with his dad. Thank you that he got to put his hand upon Jacob's eyelids and close them at his last breath. You brought him all the way through, Father, and I thank you for doing it for Joseph. And I thank you that you will do it for us. You will do it for every one of us because you are good. You are good, God. So, Lord, I just, I pray for that grace to be released, to receive supernatural restoration for every family, for every single family, Lord, a grace to receive the redemption now, grace to come into the fulfillment of redemption for their family and for their children and for their children's children in Jesus' name. Let it be so, Lord. Let it be so. You are able. And you're so loving, Father. 
Lord, I thank you that every one of us, you know every detail. And you've not missed anything. Nothing has gotten past you. You know it all. And you are so well acquainted, Lord, with the storybook of our lives. You know our book of days. You know our book of days. So now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would cause us to triumph in the power of your spirit. That you have saved your best wine for last. You have saved your best wine for last, God. You will show your glory and power on this nation and in the nations of the earth, God. And upon your bride and your people in this region, God, all up and down this coast, God, you will show forth your mighty glory. You will show forth your mighty power, oh God. And you will pour out your spirit through your people. You will pour out your spirit. You will pour out your spirit on all flesh. And sons and daughters will prophesy. And old men will have dreams. And young men will have visions. And we will run in the power of the spirit, Lord. We will be unstoppable and quenchable in the name of Jesus, God. We will run. We will run and not grow weary. We will run and not grow weary. We will walk and not faint, oh God. We will mount up as wings, as eagles. Let the wind of God hit our wings. Let the wind of God hit our sails. Take us in to the exceeding, abundant greatness of your power, oh God. Show us, God, the exceeding greatness of your power now. And we will say, it was our God and God alone. It was by God's strong right arm he delivered and saved your family. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I declare the Lord's victory over you tonight. I declare his banner over you is love. I declare his banner over you is love. I declare his banner over you is eternal triumph and victory. And it is an everlasting story of love that he has written over your life. And he is not a God that he should lie. He is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. He said it and he will do it. And you are blessed. You are blessed. You are not cursed. You are not going under. You are blessed. You are chosen. You are anointed. You are appointed. You are set apart for God's special work in this generation. And I bless your spirit to receive it and believe it and walk it out with confidence. I bless your spirit to walk humbly before God. And yet courageous and bold as a lion. In the name of Jesus, I bless you to have hope knowing the story is not over. The story is not over. God, show your epic work 
for every individual represented here. And I ask you, God, again, show your most epic work here in America. Pour out your spirit, God. Pour out your spirit. Lord, whatever we do this Memorial Weekend, whatever we cook out, whatever we grill, if we're chewing on a brat, if we're eating a bag of Doritos, who knows what we're going to do. Lord, wherever we're walking, Lord, let us be so conscious of the Spirit of God. Let us be so aware and conscious that you are going to pour out your Spirit and we are chosen for such a time as this. Hallelujah. 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 Well, let's give God some praise in here tonight. Let's just praise Him. Every one of you be blessed. Have a wonderful, wonderful Memorial Weekend. Thank you for listening to Victory Church of His Presence Sermon of the Week. For more information, go to our website at victoryfla.com.